Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? (laughs) Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday, it happens right here on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, or wherever podcasts are found. I'm your host, Colin. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars. This is Brent. Travis. Sean. And tonight we watched Reanimator. What? From the year 1985. Directed by Stuart Gordon. It's 1985. A great banner year in the history of horror films. Am I right? Am I right? Well, you had the three three, uh, significant zombie movies. It. Uh, George Romero did the sequel to Dawn. He did Day of the Dead. Dead. He had Return of the Living Dead and Reanimator. He also had uh, Fright Night, 1985, and Life Force. Life Force. I would take that off the list. (laughs) (laughs) That's a movie that came out. (laughs) 30th anniversary. All of those. So Reanimator. It's a movie that's based on the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. And I've always wanted to do like an H.P. Lovecraft movie on this podcast. I'm like, what are we going to do? And so for a while there, I was thinking about Dagon, <clears throat> oh, no. which is another Stuart Gordon movie. But it's like, it's the shadow out of Innsmouth, which I think is like my favorite H.P. Lovecraft well, it's story. It's like a very bad version of the, the yeah. shadow over Innsmouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all Stuart gordon up. It's all Brian Yuznud. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing. It's like some of that, it's like, you know, with Lovecraft stuff, I want to see like one done like in period, you know, like 1920s or, you know, because he was writing in, I want to say sure. the 20s to the 30s was when he was writing all this fiction. And I think the guy like died penniless, but now he's like thought of as, you know, next to Edgar Allan Poe, maybe I'm assuming like number two, right? As in fantastic. When it comes to the concept. From- He's still known as a pretty sh- like bad writer. Like not a lot of people think H.P. Lovecraft is a great writer. His concepts are right what concepts make, and his themes are what yeah. people seem to to gravitate towards. But just because writing is, not so good. No, the writing is not so. He like really. I mean, he just repeats himself a lot. His like I don't know. His his writing's a little. Well, what left. struck me about him was like when I read like uh, Stephen King, and Stephen King at one point wrote a. a a nonfiction book. It was called dance macabre. And it was like, you know, here's how horror fiction works. Uh, he like did a chapter or something on HP Lovecraft. It was like, Holy cow. Like you really think that this guy is the shit. Cause I guess when he was growing up, he read all these pulp magazines that were all HP Lovecraft. And then when you read HP Lovecraft, you're like, Holy shit. Like Stephen King, like borrows, there's a certain, uh, it's like a tempo or something to his, shocks and his scare moments and you know the you know in italics like and the you know door was still closed behind him you know whatever that stephen king would you know use in his early uh writing so it was like man it's like you can trace the pedigree of of king back to lovecraft but i think i mean there's like you know for early authors of like a fantastic fiction Especially, you know, I mean, I guess if you're looking at like specifically American, you know, you have Washington Irving, you know, I don't know where Shirley Jackson comes along. I would think it's the the idea that Lovecraft introduced space, you know, almost almost sci-fi aspects to horror. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we were just coming to the science age or whatever, and he introduced the idea of 
wasn't introduce the idea, but you know, the whole, uh, uh, world in sync or out of sync with ours, like a different vibrational dimension or whatever the hell that these things coexist with us in. And I mean, all very, I mean, nowadays those theories are being taken very seriously today, which is kind of funny that like, holy fuck, these fucking fiction writers back in the twenties had the concepts of, of things existing on different vibrational levels. And nowadays it's like, holy shit. Well, he had like like a, a cosmological view. I think that was like, it was. See, I don't want to say it was like without religion or without God, because he like invented his own. Well, they weren't even gods. His creatures are just like these older than time things that created our known universe, and you know. And so I guess they were gods to the people on Earth. But it, he he made a a universe where man was dwarfed and felt it was insignificant. Like you know, the lives of people, and that's where his cosmic horror, I think, comes. Yeah. And it's just like. My life means nothing, and you know, compared to this thing that's been going on forever. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's pretty epic. And there's been so many few, or so few, like good adaptations of Lovecraft fiction. You know, I mean, but this isn't even a good adaptation. I I know. They take the ideas of (laughs) H.P. Lovecraft and they kind of like, ooh, we made a movie. Yeah, I want to say the one thing that's probably a good adaptation is when. uh, the character Dean Kane is like reading the uh, journal of Wes. And that's just probably says, right from the I book. I performed it on uh, on gerbils. Hamster. Yeah, that's like right out of the book. Yeah. That's about it. So what is this based off of? It's like, a short story. Specific? Well, Lovecraft never wrote novels. He wrote short stories primarily for... Uh, weird tales. Weird, t- you know, like Pulp Fiction magazines and short novellas. Like Add the Mountains of Madness mm-hmm. would be like a novella. I think uh, like, Shadow out of Innsmouth is even, a novella. Even Mountains of Madness is what, only like 60 yeah. pages? Yeah. I mean, that's like it's the longest he did. Yeah. And that was still in magazine form, I want to say. It wasn't like... It seems like he wrote a lot. I saw you had the complete works of H.P. Lovecraft sitting out of oh, yeah. Paris. Yeah, yeah, but I haven't gotten to Herbert West Reanimator. Yet. I don't know. Yeah, that's the name of oh, the story, and I think it was serialized originally, published in like Weird Tales or whatever, a six-part series. I want to say maybe I read it when I was, you know, a lot younger, but I just don't remember. I don't remember it being anything like this movie, if that is the case. <laughs> you know, not, that's all I well, think the movie Well, that story didn't have Jeffrey Combs in it. Well, that's very true. What. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that guy's like, I mean, because I had never heard of, the, of him prior to this movie. And mm-hmm. then, like, seeing him in this, I mean, he's got such a uh, distinct, like, performance you know like his his mannerisms and all that are just like they're spot on this too is, i mean like yeah. just weird you know because it's a mad science it's well, like a frankenstein like, exactly story, this right? is how yeah. i would assume frankenstein should act right this is the the moment of the it's alive it's alive but he's on that all the time like he's at that stage every minute like always looking for something to to fucking reanimate and uh yeah, he's unfazed, like, as, you know, people are dying around him. It's oh, like, yeah. well, well, he's past that point. He, yeah. he already got to the point where it's alive. Uh, he's way past that. I don't know if point. he is unfazed. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe we'll talk a little bit once we get into, like, what the story's about and shit. But I don't know. I don't think he is unfazed. He's just been dealing with it by himself. That's why he wants uh, Dan Kane. like, you have to fucking help me. You have to be there with me. And, I mean, uh, so... What our main character is Dan Kane, right? Yes. Who yeah. is a Who's medical like the, student? He's like Miskaton- the, the famous Miskatonic 
uh, medical institution in Arkham, Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never picture it looking like that. It's no, like a I, modern type style building, I, I right? Yeah, the way it's it's modern, that big gothic, you know, kind just, of thing. But oh, it's yeah. always two in the afternoon at Miskatonic <laughs> in, in Salem, Massachusetts. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Dan Kane's played by Bruce Abbott, who went on to be in Bride of Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator. I don't know. I think it's Bride. He's like the poor man's Bruce Campbell. I mean, physically, I guess he's like, sure. yeah, he kind of has a Bruce Campbell look to him, but you know, without the uh, the Pratt falls and all uh, that the stuff. acting. Like, <laughs> the guy can't act. Right? It's well, not the greatest. Yes, he, he has his issues. I thought he was okay. I like it's how so, his, it's his, so he's the only one because this is actually coming into this. I thought this was going to be a cheaper movie than what I saw. Really, this is a well-made movie actually. For his, oh, it's cheap. I'm sure it's, it's just cheap, like, but they, if it is, they hide structure. it well. Yeah, they do. But it looks good, especially well, it's a, this, yeah. and it's a first time. Uh, I mean, like Gordon had sure, never yeah. directed anything before, so it's a first time feature from a director who he's a chicago he was a chicago based uh, theater director he had some theater called the organic theater that i think like william h macy and like joe uh or no maybe chaz palmentary or you know one of those guys like came out of and uh i know he was doing like david mamet play like him and mamet you know knew each other and would you know he'd do uh, uh some of david mamet plays and stuff like that but i mean so he's a theater director and like i think you can see that in the movie uh which you know, he's always got all of his action and his staging all seems to take place like in front of the camera. Like he's either got like a, a guy in the foreground talking to a group of people. Like all of his action seems to happen in the frame. He never really has to turn the camera. Around. Mm. Like everything's happening in front of you, like you would in theater, I guess. Well, you know? sure, you can't afford like you know. That's what I'm thinking. This whole film is like, oh, we got this much film. <laughs> Let's just put that camera down, and you guys run through the scene. Because, I mean, this movie goes, like, in and out of, like, theater lighting, right? I mean, there's some lighting that's just like, okay, they turn the light on in the hallway. That's right. Especially when you get into, like, the actual morgue. Like, you can see that as a as a stage set. Mm-hmm. Especially with the lighting, well, like you were talking yeah, about. Well, they get like camera angles get, from, like, right. way Lighting way actually up, gets dramatic, well, yeah, right? Yeah. Right up in where the, a lighting grid would be and everything. And you can, it just feels like, you know, there's the three walls and everything's cut off and there's an audience right there. And the lighting, you know the same that in the basement cool. I'm not sure that there actually is a fourth wall to the no. basement no you know? they never shoot from <laughs> they that never side show you the door it's right. always like just coming right. down the stairs or like you know oh I'm gonna ram into the door oh I'm falling down no, the they stairs do, they do just, chase the cat like and they hit all well, that could be. That, that looked that. like that was a three wall, wasn't it? Really? It I don't like, know. They they, yeah. they pretty much run all over that place. Yeah, yeah the back wall with the the <laughs> stairs and then the other wall. And I don't think yeah. they ever look. <laughs> sure, because there's yeah. like Where the, the fridge on one open. side, the there's the lockers on the other side. Yeah, but do you ever see what's there's uh, and, and the stairs are the on, stairs the, on one the side. middle wall. What's on the wall behind the well? But table? they sh- well, but they show that though. I'm pretty sure they do. Like the stairs and the other wall. I'm pretty uh, sure they show. Huh. I bet they do. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like uh, I like how this movie sets you up automatically with the character of Dan Kane being like upset at, that he can't resuscitate this woman. Right? He's mm-hmm. at this medical uh, school or whatever. Fuck. And like, I mean, right there, you give an excuse like, why would anybody go down this road with with Herbert West? Right? Well, I mean, in the first scene, they show you why this guy would do it because he's obsessed with like, fuck, you know, like. We gotta like somehow beat this uh, natural. Uh, there's got to be something more we can do. It's interesting, right? Because he's got, I guess, as we come into the movie, he ha- he's dealing with the 
it's the spark of the idea that inspired Frankenstein, right? That, you know, it's like death. Mm-hmm. We have to beat death. That should never happen to anybody again. Well, it looks like it upsets him. Right? Yeah, I mean, right. He's yeah, yeah. Physically, like, no. <sighs> like, he can't stand, like, someone dying on him or yeah. whatever, you know? So, yeah, either, I mean, they don't tell you anything, but. And then he meets uh, Herbert West, who comes in from Sweden, where he studied with Dr. Hans Gruber. Yeah. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber from Hans Die Hard. Gruber. I read about the Time magazine. On, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three years before Die Hard. Gave him life. Uh, so, you know, Herbert comes into the medical, uh, the school, and he immediately, I think, gets into an antagonistic relationship with uh, this Dr. Hill. Who uh, Herbert uh, uh, accuses of plagiarizing like a bunch of Dr. Gruber's material. Right. Specifically the theory that what uh, the brain lives six to 12 minutes after everything else shuts down. Yeah. But there was also the location of the will or the right. soul. Yeah. Which yeah, the will, comes the will into and the brain, play yes. later. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So I guess he's proved right by the end of the movie, right? He did find the. He did find it, yes. <laughs> he did indeed with his laser drill. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, at the same time, Dan Kane is carrying on a relationship with the Dean's daughter, which is the beautiful Barbara Crampton. First time I ever saw her in a movie. And she's got to be one of the best, like, good sports actresses of all time. Gotta be. <laughs> for the amount of exposure that she goes through yeah, here. I'm I was so just in weird exposure yeah. and just general molester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By yeah. Uh, what is supposed to be just a head. Yeah. And so random hands. That's a, a visual pun, then, right? That she got a little head. I like how yeah. creepy, uh, <laughs> how creepy Doctor Hill is towards her, like in front of her own fucking father, the dean. Right? He's right. just like, to my, you know, esteemed partners, beautiful, but may she. It's just like Jesus oh, yeah. fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> He's probably talking. He's like, I only got one gear, and I'm gonna stick with it through this entire movie or any movie I'm in. Because that seems to be his, his M.O. as far as he's, he's like... He's got like a half creepy. Because <laughs> what else? He was in The Giver. He was in yes, Giver. He was also... Wasn't he... He wasn't in The Beyond, was he? Was that's why I'm like, I can't... Doctor? Aside from The Giver, I think that's the only thing I ever saw. His name's David Gale, the actor. Yeah, I'd have to... I think he's brilliant. Like, one day I have to go through his... As long as it's a... I mean... <laughs> horror movie he's great he's a great villain i can't imagine doing anything else and i want to say that his, uh, his, his wife was uh, surprised i think but when she first saw <laughs> the film and i think she divorced him oh because there's a story on the commentary where like the cast and crew or whatever got together to have the screening and i think she slapped his face <laughs> during oh. that scene and uh you know yeah i think they got divorced after that Crazy. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the scene in question is if you've seen this movie, the one that you're never going to forget. I think they even reference it in the movie American Beauty. That's like this movie comes up as a subject, and it's like, is that the movie where the girl gets head from the head or whatever the hell? And <laughs> yeah, there's a, at some point, you know, well, I suppose we got to wait to get there because at some point you've got Herbert West having a perfectly good head on his shoulders and another one in the on a pan in his debt or on, on his desk. Yes. What is it? What's the That's like the slogan for the poster. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's just like, there's a series of unfortunate events that just kind of oh, truck toward a nightmare awesome. scenario mm. at the end of this movie. So, like, right. I guess I understand that they're trying to, uh, I don't know, reanimate or bring back to life these people, but is that the ultimate goal? 
like throughout the film, it's just he just wants to keep bringing people back to life. He's just he trying wants, to perfect. I think he wants. I think he's his ultimate goal is perfection. I think he wants to well, prove to, that he can do it. And he's fresher and fresher. He does. I mean, he just can't. He knows that the 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 consciousness and the soul should be there, but he feels. I mean, since his uh, anybody that gets the reagent put into him basically becomes violent. Yes. And, or fucking their eyes blow out of their you know heads right, or right. whatever the fuck. You know, he's messing up the dosage yeah. or whatever he thinks. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The dosage versus the freshness. <laughs> right. In a weird yeah. Way. So he's that, constantly just. He hasn't figured out that yeah. math yet. I think he wants to prove that he can do it. So that he can get, well, I mean, so that they'll let him work on it so, more. He yeah. kind of does. I mean, he, do, he does it. He just can't get that. Sure, he can't get the, the cognitive sp- responses. Right, like he can't get the. Also, the circumstances never are in his favor when he does seem to do this, as the morgue scene where he, they bring back the uh, the freshest dead body they've had thus far, and like you said, it's just a series of unfortunate events after that because then yeah. Halsey comes in and. Yeah, gets killed. Gets well, killed. Gets smushed. Well, because there's like so many times in this movie where you're like, this is the end of the fucking movie. Like these guys are gonna get caught. And they're, and they're just like, oh, how do you fuck, explain No, they just like killed that guy and brought him back to life. Jesus. Yeah. You know? That's it's the like, upside for a movie when you have a reagent. I guess like right. no character is like ever actually dead. Yeah. But I think like it's. I think you know he he's reanimating cats at the beginning of the movie. You know, but he wants to get like. Uh, some kind of evidence that, you know, you can do this with a human and actually have like some kind of conscious response. Right. So I think the only one that they're actually experimenting on is that first one after they've been kicked out of medical school. Mm. Yeah. Which that seemed to happen like really abruptly. Really. Kane goes to the Dean and's like, Herbert West has brought a cat back to life. And the next moment, the Dean is screaming at him and basically like, your loan's been rescinded. Well, because his daughter out. walked in on the reanimating of the cast, so I'm sure she's like, Daddy! Well, he's it, like, what have you done with my But did daughter? it sound like he just found that out in the telling? Because he's yes. like, and Meg walked in, what were, you, what were you doing with my daughter? Right. Like, no, he, he really so, overreacts to something like such as this, and it's just... Well, and, but he was worried about the medical equipment from the college, well, too. I, I just don't think he was... wants to do it to marry his daughter. Yeah, well, I think that's pure. No, he doesn't, he doesn't want to fine with it earlier. With her. Like, well, maybe yeah. the fact because that he's like a Puritan the night dude. And the but daughter he knew they were going together. What do, you think, what do you think they were doing? I mean, well, but on. he was Puritan. Uh, well, he seemed like, I mean, if she, she was his, uh, or these are fiancés. Yeah, no. I mean, like, there well, was yeah, well, she says, if you get your fucking doctorate, I'll marry you. It's like, thanks, lady. Mm. <laughs> oh, then he introduced her to Herbert as his fiance. Yes, but as the only, I think it's just between them. It doesn't seem that the yeah. father knows, right? That sure. they he knows they're going together, but that's about it. That's, that's about it. as far as it goes. It just, it did seem Still. like, a, oh shit! You know what? I know now that I'm thinking, I'm like sitting there going, like, it, it feels like a very abrupt, you know, like from, hey, I'm cool with you. You know, you're an okay guy. You're dating my daughter. To like. What? This is madness. You've gone crazy. You've lost your mind because you're telling me that you saw something come back to life. You're crazy. You're out of my school. And I think there was a subplot that was deleted from the movie. You might know about this, Travis, that uh, in the original cut of the movie, and there are deleted scenes to back this up, uh, Dr. Hill was also a hypnotist. Is that why later on in the movie he stares down West and West is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it does. He does it to Meg in front of the the two way mirror. Okay. Like I want you to think of me as a 
as a right. friend or whatever. That's during one of the hypnosis scenes. They just cut the beginning off of it. Okay. Uh, he hypnotizes West when he's going to take his stuff. Right. And then he's able to hypnotize all of the dead guys at the end. Mind control is his big thing. Yeah. So I think there's a scene missing. Uh, we got to go check this out. But I think there's a scene missing where he plants at the dinner scene, plants the idea that Dan Kane is, you know, bad like, for Do his, you think that's, uh, I mean, because he says it in yeah, this version, yeah. in the normal version, he says, do you think that's wise? You know, you could tell that the, yeah. the doctor has. Hmm. Well, but in this version, you just think it's because, uh, because of the new uh, laser. Um, it's like a laser drill. laser drill. Yeah, the laser drill that, that Miss Katonic just got like a huge grant. Which you could so, just call a laser. This dude will just do whatever because Doctor Hill's responsible for the money, basically. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I mean, but I always took that that key, that that the, the he the was dean whispering in his ear was also just like with that Dan boy. I mean, he just seemed like you know he just didn't like it, right? Yeah. Right. Well, he seemed maybe jealous. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Hill's he, definitely jealous. Hill's oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But where I'm like, why did the dean like explode at Dan? Yeah. Kane or, right. I mean, just That's, overreact. Right. Well, I mean, I like especially. It. Well, he does bring up the if any uh, hospital equipment was used in this. Yeah, but that's a, he doesn't want to lose I'm, his grant. I'm still. He doesn't oh, want Dan to be with his dog. right. And maybe yeah. Hill's whispering in his ear a little bit. I mean, yeah. aside from being a, a mystic, apparently, yeah, he's yeah. he's whispering in his ear like this would not be a good idea, or you know, he could even be threatening him at that point. This is all behind the scenes shit that we're. Well, Stuart Gordon it. said that it was Charles Band. Uh, this is the he wasn't even the producer, a financier at this point. The guy who currently runs Full Moon Pictures, but he put up some money to help the movie get completed. And I guess his dad said to Stuart Gordon, "It's like you got to take that out. You got you got two crazy things. You know, you can, a movie can only have one crazy thing." That you have to explain. They got a reagent. This That's is, it. You can't have mysticism. This right. is two different. I mean, this is two <laughs> movies joined into one. You get the reanimator at the beginning, but then as soon as uh, Doctor Hill gets his head cut off, that's when you get the the zombie master who is lobotomizing. Yeah, zombie. He mm. just know because he ought to. He knows that that the whatever the point of will in the brain. But it just doesn't work on normal people. But if you're a zombie, then you're just yes. that. It's almost kind of like, in a weird way, it's almost like the original Haitian zombie, right? The idea that the person is just a very... Right. Just uh, mind control. Yeah. Just, uh, but not necessarily dead, but they are under your control. Yeah, very suggestible. They're, yes. They're, but so the, so the suggestivity works better on a zombie mind, somebody that was brought back. Mm. But why was Hill, once his head was cut off, why was he able to... Be so cognitive to control these other... Rather than everybody else who kind of went mad? Because yeah. he gives them the lobotomy, and then he's just making the suggestions. But still, like, well, the, uh, prior to that, didn't we see, like, anybody that would be reanimated was, like, fucking nuts? Yeah. And right, but when he does it to but, Hill... He does bring Hill, the reanimated head, back, I think, the quickest. Uh, West brings Hill's head back the yeah, quickest yes. after he cuts it off. Uh, he seems to, like, when he, like, sucks in the blood, like... Through it, or you know, yeah. he soaks <laughs> yeah. up the blood yeah. through it, yeah, <laughs> through the net. Yeah. Like, then he starts to like have ideas and you know, a plot and a plan. And he's like, Well, there's also the fact that he can control his dismembered corpse or you know, his headless body, yeah, that he has to talk to for some yeah. reason. <laughs> but get the door, 
<laughs> somehow he like has psychic dog. control over it. See, again, I think like if the if the <laughs> it's a slower version of like comedy bits from back in the day. <laughs> the guy's got his head's like, no, the other way, you idiot. And yeah, he's, oh, he's got the, the eye rolling moment right. with the uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, what's my body off? Stupid here body. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm controlling it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's the smartest of the reanimated. Yeah, uh, apparently. The subject. I just I was not sure like maybe I, I missed a point where like the serum was getting better, you know, or more, you know, but it wasn't, right? I mean, it was always the same juice that they were using. Yeah, but he could have been administering because he had, you know, like what's that? He was the, on his fourth human subject, I think at that point, third? Fourth, uh, third? Something like that. that at least third. third. At least yeah. in the well, fourth in the movie. For some reason, I don't. Even though they say he came from Switzerland, it's like I always feel like the beginning of the movie is Germany? something that happens after. Oh, huh. Just because it's like why German the fuck Nazi experimentation. If you're that far ahead, you're in you know Switzerland learning from fucking people. Right. Why, why would you, you have to home? go to Massachusetts to go to a normal college that you're right. just for, well, just for well, the bodies? Probably it's just well, a place for the morgue. Yeah. I mean, maybe Could something. Be. The That's guy Hill who was ripping off Gruber has something to do with it. As to why he came there specifically, uh, maybe, he, he maybe he, he doesn't, but maybe he, he's ripping him off, and maybe he is like after Gruber, the second most, uh, yeah, in, in this field of yeah. uh, of this study, like but that's where he has to go, the most maybe. learned to keep going, Doctor. yeah. Maybe. Whether he, seems he thinks to like you know, I mean, there's that scene where you know it's an amusing <laughs> scene with a pencil. Where right. West it just breaks the pencil whenever six to twelve minutes. Yeah, because I'm like, is he just cracking that whenever the guy is saying something that's been plagiarized? I think he's saying it whenever it's something he disagrees with. Like, yeah, you know, you're saying this, breaking the pencil. Well, like, break it, your concentration. Because then he starts talking about where the will's located, and that's when yeah. he breaks the other one. Yeah. Because yeah, he just doesn't like whatever the fuck he feels like ripped you're off. You're teaching of these friends drivel. Well, that's what, like, you're stopping their minds before they can even, I love you. That's the thing I love about this fucking movie. Just the idea that, uh, that, yeah, science will think, oh, oh, we, we, I mean, shit, back in the, back in the, uh, like, Victorian age, people thought we knew all we're ever going to know. I mean, people, science always thinks we know everything and we know all we're ever going to know. And they shut down all other possibilities of thinking where, that's why I like that this movie just kind of, talks about that a little bit well, it always seems to come from like well i was just sidebar but it saw this week like some kid figured out like uh some test a saliva test or something for alzheimer's something like he's in like grammar school so it's like there's always these new ideas like yeah. coming you know so i guess that's west's point of view is like you know he's coming in with like you know i have you know i've seen you know, through my reagent being able to like bring these things back to life. It's like, I know that death isn't the end and there's more to be learned here than you're just yeah. to kind of saying like, you know, everybody just is like, say, death is the end. Oh, that's it. It's over. Says the human body is just a chemical compound. Mm -hmm. And if you can reset it, <clears throat> then why, why not be able to, if you break it down into molecules or atoms, then maybe there's a way to. And I love the fact that the reagent, Glows. Oh god, oh, yeah. that's great. great. Yeah, that's so great. great. How do you, they, I mean, you think they just broke yeah, like right. how did they glow sticks? Yes. It's got to yeah. be the glow, it's be glow sticks. Yeah, that's oh, what they said it was. It was glow sticks, and they they did a, uh, a test, camera test, and it glowed. Wow. So yeah. that's what it's like, the stuff. From, I'm like, yeah. is that stuff like super toxic? I'm yes. just watching oh, yeah. what they're doing yeah, with it. I'm like, saying that's the stuff. Do not ingest whatsoever. Now earlier we were saying that. Why they're angry? He handles like. I don't think Herbert West does handle it well. I think he's been, like, dealing with animating dead bodies on his own for a long time, and that's why he's, like, 
at a stress level. At like all moments of time, he is his mouth is puckered. He's because I mean, then when when uh when Dan catches him uh, reanimating the cat and. He makes that weird fucking joke about, I was like, it's still, and he's like laughing to himself. That's when you're like, this fucking dude, <laughs> that, like, that's like his only way of communicating with another human being just because he's, like I said, he's been reanimating these dead things by him and fighting. I mean, yes. that, that cat thing that happened to him had to happen to him every <laughs> time. So he's been beating back the fucking undead. By himself, so I just think when he makes that crack, I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, this is kill it, kill it. <laughs> that five minutes might be my favorite. From when they find some with the cat on his back, it's spread over the fucking how you suction not, cup. How you've seen it before, where the fake, obviously fake animals on the back, and you're just yeah. running around, and then he throws it off, and then they chase it around the basement, which I thought was that hilarious was, too. They're just yeah. like, ah, that was genius because there's literally nothing. All it is two actors. Just there it is. There, no, no, no. It is. Yeah. And, and some they're just stuff, like fucking hitting yeah. shit. And some stuff on set moves, like you can see that somebody moved it, and yeah. it's just like, yeah, yeah there's nothing Was there. There's shadow just boxing? The what do you call that? Where you're just kind of, yeah. Sure. There's nothing there. Nothing there. <laughs> we got to make this look awesome. And then they throw it at the wall, and yeah, luckily and, the and guts. I, well, I thought luckily at first, but if you watch this movie, like how many times does do heads hit the wall and the brain sticks to the wall? Like, <laughs> like it happens all the time. <laughs> it was like, like a planned. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that they, they figured that out, school. like how, how to make the brain stick on the wall. It's dead now. Would you say it's dead? Would you agree that it's dead? <laughs> Yeah. That's also well, that's my favorite the thing yeah. about this. It's like you know it, the the concept the, of it, it. You know when you're looking at it, there's a, a severed head carrying itself around, like you know doing all this crazy shit. It's like this is a fucking comedy. Yes. It doesn't play really? like a comedy, yeah. but I think it's a black comedy. I mean, it's yeah. like that scene you were talking about with the cat. I love <laughs> the one with the. The uh, what is it? The paper? What do you call that thing? The spike? Right. Yeah. The, 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 the yeah. The put you that you put receipts on and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then he he looks at it and the head and the head won't stay up. So he's like, just put the head on the spike. It's like it's sick. It is, but it's <laughs> but hilarious, funny. And I think Jeffrey Combs plays that. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. Like even when he's not being like manic and the mad scientist, just just that conversation they're having in front of the dead cat, like this it's really good. Like the acting's really good, especially in scenes like that. Yeah. I really like Jeffrey Combs' character. Dude, Jeffrey Combs good. this whole movie is Jeffrey Combs, dude. Just good. the way he well, I mean, because Dan is just in shock this whole movie. Dan is just always like, and yeah. he's got to be like, give me the recorder now, Dan. Dan. <laughs> well, that's why I think, like, maybe that's why I said it was bad acting on Dan's part because, I, I like, when he's sharing a scene with Jeffrey Combs, Jeffrey Combs is so good that Dan comes across as not at all, you know, like, not even, like, not even on a the little, same way right. or the same level talks. at all. It's, Does he talk? <laughs> yeah, I but he that, talks in a very, like, you know, hushed kind of way you know he's always like well it's okay i hate to lose you yeah well, he's almost on the yeah. there's like no emotion there's no emotion way. where like jeffrey comes well, is like yeah, all emotion. yeah yeah but i think that's that's by design right i mean it yeah. is that he's yeah. in shock and just like and jeffrey really comes has seen it so he much. wants to like stop yeah. what Herbert West is doing, but he's also intrigued. He wants to be. I mean, why would he become a doctor if he didn't want to beat death? You but know? like, even that first scene, it felt like a soap opera acting. Like when he's mm-hmm. like, oh, "I couldn't save her," you know. Like yeah. maybe it's melodramatic, uh, or you yeah. know, like this, a little bit. It's a little bit. They have some great much. scenes together. Well, like when he falls on the ground in shock, and Jeffrey Combs just covers him up ever so lovingly. He's like, "You're in shock." 
And then he just kind of pats his hand a little bit. Yeah. It's That's wonderful. why I love yeah. Joe. Man, fucking Jeffrey Combs. Because he is a mad scientist, but he's also, like, at some points a real person. Mm-hmm. But he's still just a mad scientist. The guy just, he wants to experiment, 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 experiment. Yeah. But then he finds this one friend, Dan, that, if anything, is just going to help. I mean, not his friend. He's just going to fucking help him. Mm. He's well, just, he says because he's uh, got connections to people within the you know the establishment, the, the hospital yeah. estal- establishment, because he works really hard, is trusted. I mean, that's kind of why he's zero. Right. Uh, it's like, how can I use you? You can make right. me seem legitimate. Yeah. That's why when you were talking about that scene where he makes the joke about the cat and he's laughing, it's like that's a joke that only he... Uh, you know, he made a joke that for himself that he's laughing at. It's for not sure. connecting with another person. It's no, like, no, no. He's I just mean, off in his own. I mean, that's like, the only way he can. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying he's connecting with. I'm saying he's trying oh, uh-huh. to connect with another person through a joke. But yeah, it's only something that people that fucking play with dead parts right. like, for that long. Very yeah, funny. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that remind that brings me back to what you were saying before, because we were trying to say like, you know, is he just experimenting all the time? West on the dead people. I think yeah. the only that first one is like a real legitimate like uh, experiment. Everything, all the other people that he brings back from the dead are like out of desperation, kind mm-hmm. of. He is he sees things in a political way. Well, even that, He's it's just, like even, huh, I never uh, did. Whole parts, you know. Right. Yeah, well, just it's out of, he's, he's out of the circumstances of the situation is where most of that. Comes if you from. have a dead person, but, but why not inject it with fucking reagent? The circumstances. Because, hey, I right. need to There's more studies. I've never done them. So we anyway. need it fresh. It's fr- that's. I mean, that's why I love this movie because it's like, oh my god, it's like they could stop it. Like this movie has points where the like the shit could just stop and wrap up, but like dude has to keep fucking re- right. like injecting that stuff and. uh yeah. I mean, it just I mean, it just rolls downhill once they get to the morgue test on that one guy. Then the dean shows up uh, in a very hysterical, like cartoonish way. Dean gets crushed by the door uh, <laughs> Indeed, from the uh, thrown around the door lot. of the morgue. It's yeah, very the freezer yeah. door. There's a lot of cartoon moments <laughs> and a lot of gore. You know, like yeah, gore. a this, lot uh, of gore. No, this uh, this movie uh, tickled my gore bone. It I delivers. will say that it was nice. I liked it. Fucking delivers. Yeah. Very good. Well, Especially from that moment when, when the Dean gets crushed by the door, his mouth is bleeding from that yeah. moment on. And the rest of the For film, the of the his movie. fucking mouth is just dripping <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember just the, the way that scene hit me the first time I saw it. It was like when when he walked in and you know he gets his fingers bitten off. That was the moment I'm like, eh, no coming back from that. Nope. Like, you lost your fingers. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then he gets killed and it's like, well, it's kind of this whole thing is fucked now because yeah. like that whole relationship's gone. This whole like you know schooling <laughs> thing is gone. There's probably murder charges right. involved. It's like they get past Whoa. that real quick. <laughs> this just yeah. all went to shit like really fast. Yeah, <laughs> even even that they they brought him back kind of solved everything. But I mean, they'd be arrested on the spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. For well, all but, that shit that's but it was, happened. But it, it, they were blaming all Dean because he looked like a True. crazy guy. At yeah. that True. point, him being reanimated, he is a crazy person. So he's the one fucking Looney Tunes guy out of the whole, like, three people down there. So it's like, well, the yeah, story yeah, that Herbert West is saying must be true because he's crazy. And I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I suppose if it's still, you know, in the beta testing uh 
stage of the reagent. Uh, it's understandable <laughs> because, yeah. like, there's no way that these people could come back and exist in society without people being like, no, you're either going to jail or you're going to the loony bin yeah. or you're, you know, we're getting no, it's definitely not <laughs> finished. You can't, yeah, you can't. I mean, the, it looked like maybe, not Hill, wait. Yeah, Hill. Hill, Hill yeah. Maybe Hill was on his way, but still, I mean, well, he didn't, didn't have just, a head. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I like how there's that there's that scene where um, the guy, the the first corpse they uh, reanimate that ends up killing the dean. I like when uh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger, it is. It really is. This is what it's body, body double. double. Oh, really? Or stunt double, yeah. But I like. After, is it really? Yeah, like an actual. I was gonna say because it looks just like him. Mm-hmm. After uh, Herbert West kills him, Herbert West. I mean, Herbert West is like he made. A, uh, you know, he responded to me. He responded, and it's actually Dan, the one that's like he just acted like an animal. He just is like, well, perhaps you're right. You know, I like how even even Herbert West wants more out of the reagent than is actually there. Like, even he needs somebody that's going to... I mean, I think in a weird way, that's why he needs Dan. You know, because he, this he's an insane guy. Otherwise, he guy. would go full mad. Yeah, Herbert West is an insane guy. Now he needs to share that load with another person. It's like the Mully, Mully and Scholar. What am I saying? Mully, Scully Mully, and Mulder. Mully and Scholder. <laughs> Mully and Scully. Mully and Scully? Yeah. The in kind of. Yeah, yeah. For sure. You need somebody that right. has a foot at least a little bit in reality because Herbert West is already a little far gone. Mm. And, and and that's what I like about this movie. It's like there's not a lot that shows this in the movie, but I think it's there. I think it really is there. Uh. Also, the score. Uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just a segue. That's good score, even if it is a tad ripped off. Yeah. Uh, at what point are you homage or, uh, or blatant or, ripoff? Or just put it, or just grab. Hey, can I get that Psycho soundtrack over here? Thank you, and just yeah. putting it in your movie. Yeah. Yeah. Still good though. It's Richard Band was the composer. He did like so many of the Empire pictures and mm-hmm. Full he did Moon movies. All of them, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Because Charles Band has become this like you know. I don't know. I wouldn't say a titan. He's like a schlockmeister. I think he wanted to be uh, what uh, Roger Corman was in the yeah. 60s and 70s. He was. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I was just looking him up yesterday. I'm like, how many movies have they got? You know, and there's just like fuckloads. I mean, yeah. they just crank out these pieces of shit like <laughs> Evil but, Bong, but Ginger Dead Men. Yeah. But a lot of them back in the late 80s, early 90s, I mean... They had special effects. You remember Robot Jocks and like yeah, I mean, that was a Stuart Oblivion. Yeah. I mean, this, these movies had effect. I mean, the first Puppet Master movie it had good stop motion. They've always done. Well, good and those stop movies would seem to be like of a better. Uh, like there was, I mean, even though we're saying they the were Paramount low quality, they were still a higher quality than the shit that he's cranking out no. now in the video. You know, like the shot on video age. Because you had to shoot shit I don't on. Think Paramount is then. their distributor anymore, right? No. So back when Paramount was a distributor, they actually had like a uh, a budget, I guess, just because they had Paramount. I remember Moonbeam, right? Had those, their kids those label. three pre hysteria movies that were yeah. pretty fucking huge. Yeah, the kid. I want to say the kid from Last Action Hero was in the first one. I think so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Huh. They yeah. had like an, uh, an adult label too, and all I remember was Beach Babes from For Beyond, Beach Babes but I can't remember Beyond. what the. Yeah, I can't remember. Like it wasn't Moonbeam. It had something Moon in it or I'm something sure, like right. that. I can't Moonbeam. remember. 
Yeah, and now they're still around, though. I mean, like, he's got, yeah. like, uh, direct, uh, yeah. and he does, like, a road show. <clears throat> you know, it's one of those things he comes around conventions and, like, brings people up on stage and, like, and acts out. sells and- anything from the Puppet Master series he might have laying around in his fucking closets. Yeah. Sure. Wouldn't you? But at this point yeah. in time, Charles <laughs> Band, and again, I don't know where he came from to get, like, this capital, but he bought... Right around this time, the uh, the Dino De Laurentiis had this, famously in Italy, had this gigantic, it was a, a cinema city. I think it was called either Cinecity or uh, Cinecete, however you pronounce it. <laughs> um, but it was, a, they basically, it was a little movie town set, you know. And, uh, or uh, sorry, a movie production studio that was like the so size of a little subspecies? town. <clears throat> yeah, I, I want to say, is that Romania? I want to say it was. Maybe. But he bought this facility. So it's like, where the hell does the money come from that? And then they shot, like, dolls and, uh, I think, From Beyond. Like and Castle Freak. Right? <clears throat> yeah, Castle all Freak. over there in Italy, because I was just watching something called uh, what the, Cellar Dweller, nice. <laughs> which Jeffrey Combs shows up in. I mean, it's all, like, Italian, you know, people in the credits. So, you know, then that was Empire Pictures. That was prior to Full Moon. Like, he had that thing, and then he sold it again. But it was like, they, I guess... A reanimator was shot here, and then they went to Charles Band for like completion money or something, and Empire Pictures released it. So there's some kind of that's how Charles Band got involved and got his brother in to do the score. Huh. Uh, it did feel like a trauma film to me. Yeah, yeah, of the I higher mean, end, the budget level of a trauma film for sure, definitely. No exteriors. No exterior. I mean, there's establishing shots. Sure, but the yeah. whole thing at said, two in the afternoon. But yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> brightest day. They rated, so in focus. They rated the stock yeah. footage vault, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so weird about this movie. It's like some some parts of this movie have really dramatic, like nice lighting in it. Others, it's just like, huh? They just turned a light on and just went with it. Mm. Not very in focus, but they just. Yeah. It's so weird how like I mean, I'm sure. It was just depending on location, depending on whatever, but it's right. like... We're going to focus on the Yeah, it's very weird. And Jeffrey Combs. No, Matt Galberg, the uh, director of photography, did a number of the... You know, I think he did Metal Storm, the destruction of Jared Sin. Anyway, uh, anyway, sure. Yeah, well, right on that. <laughs> okay, no, so he did House? Yeah. He did House, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then John Landis. So I remember... John Landis brought him in to do Innocent Blood, I want to say, and said that he rescued Mac Alberg from low-budget horror movies or <laughs> something like that because yeah. he thought he was better than the you know the movies that he was doing. Sure. Huh. But I don't know if this can't, couldn't have been at the beginning of his career because I'm sure Metal Storm was before this and he was doing stuff before that. So mm. if this was 85. <clears throat> but the... Uh, the scene that everybody remembers from this movie is when uh, Barbara Crampton gets tied down naked on a table and Dr. Hill. No, we didn't. Co- we were going to cover it before. Say, we <laughs> no, we mentioned it, but. <laughs> oh. And Dr. Hill, with his uh, severed head, uh, uh, violates her. Or near, no, nearly violates, nearly her. violates no. her. He, like, gets <laughs> to her knees with his tongue out, then, like, stops. And Wants to. He definitely licks her boobs. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But drips blood all over. I mean, that's yeah. what I like. It's just so fucking disgusting. It's like, it yeah. can't even be, like, sexy. No. It's so disgusting. And it's like, at the time, I remember, you know, I mean, even still, I think it's probably, like, it's a strong, you know, moment for a movie where you're just like, 
okay, where where's the line here that they're going to stop? You know, it's like usually like in an R-rated movie, we've gotten accustomed to like, you know, where the line is. And this right. movie just goes like past it, you know, it goes past it in its uh, door and violence. Somebody it picked up the somebody picked up the line and it's just running around. They're going, <laughs> I got it. So, so We're I do think this. Evil Dead through the line of, because I mean, yeah, Evil Dead too. was the most gruesome experience and terror, you know, and like. I just think everybody after that had to like, holy shit, dude, we need to like pick up our insanity, right? pick up our humor, pick up our gore. Pick up- well, that's it, they right? I mean, that's, I guess, if you're a low-budget filmmaker, somebody's starting out and you're trying to make an impression. Right. Dude. This movie made an what impression. What do you do? Well, <laughs> it is a, it's like, like a this. nightmare that gets worse and fucking worse and worse. I mean, especially just when uh, they capture... Uh, that scene where they break in and the uh, Dean is telling uh, Herbert West that he's going to steal his thing and he's got even greater plans of having like a zombie cult like thing. And I forget what he says, but then like then all, every, all the zombies raise up at the same that time. That is awesome. Was that was awesome. one of my favorite parts of this because you're maybe you're not paying attention. Like, you know, they're in the morgue and there's bodies everywhere, but then they just all sit up at the same time. That stuck with me. That's one of my favorite images. From it this was. Movie. I love that because that's something I that's fucking frightening. That's a nightmare. That was image. I was that's not expecting. Like, that. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking like all at the same time. That up. was great. And it's probably through his like right, his, like uh, <laughs> right. Can we just get some some blue wavy lines we shooting out like, to everybody? We needed that sound. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what we needed. That Mind great. control. <laughs> I think something that makes it even more disturbing in some ways is that, like they're all. I mean, as you would be, I guess, if you're in the more naked bodies. Yeah, they're so all there's naked. like all these um, people wrestling. Naked. You know, your main actors have to wrestle with naked actors. <laughs> they do. <laughs> where it's like, mm, okay, get away from me. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. Well, they're all just very heavily makeup. Yeah, heavily yeah. like right. Yeah, gored up. I mean, because yeah, one was the meatball who got run over by a truck. Yeah, was that like one was the shotgun? Person. One was yeah, the, the shotgun. shotgun that looked too good. Yeah. As fuck. That's like, oh my god, dude, shotgun was fight. Yeah, and I, I didn't like, see it was the fat lady from the beginning in there. No. no, no, but there was like a kind of a bigger lady. Well, not bigger, but you know, kind of like older, a, older yeah. lady with a. Uh, I love that. Also, because they have another scene where I think it's lit from the hallway. Maybe even like there's a glass door or something, but. Like all of the zombies, they're all doing the wrestling thing. They're all silhouetted, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See or like yeah, the like Meg and uh, Meg and him are in the foreground, and then they're all coming up in the background. Yeah, and then her dad like fights them off, and then yeah. they take him back, and then and the arm and they pull well, them they silhouette when they pull them apart, right? Because well, it's, it's even like they got bright lights coming good. in from each side when they like reach up and grab them, so you that can't was see him too much. That was that was pretty cool. I like it may, maybe it comes out of nowhere, but I like the way that was lit, and then they pull them back, and then there's after. All the smoke, yeah. or right? All the acid. smoke after the acid well, I want to get. Hold on, before we in. get, I want to. Oh. Where that comes from is Herbert West. Like, well, the only way I can stop this is by overdosing the uh, Doctor Hill's body, right? So he he sticks in two syringes, overdoses him on the reagent, but the body gets like weird. Like he almost awakens an intelligence in like every cell of the body. Yes. Like his, his intestines grow like a mind of their own and, and is able right. to, well, because the, the, yeah. the Dean already like crushed the head of, of Dr. Hill. Mm, so yes. answer it against the wall and, <laughs> and the, the brains. Right. Yep. <laughs> so this is really the body itself. Like, Kind of taking on and like the 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 lungs, and right? The, everything's just. But that's where the light 
comes from. Am I wrong? Did it? I mean, I'm right, That's, right? That's where the light no, comes from inside they, the body because. Then that woman spills the acid or something, right. and that's, now that's supposed to start a fire. When they cut at a, certain, at a certain point, when they cut to a certain point, like after uh, West has been wrapped in the intestines and everything, and he's kind of being held by the body, the light is coming from the body. I don't know if it's coming from the body or the light is at the body, I'm but that's, that's where like the light a, is. It was a beyond moment. Like it felt like the it movie felt like after he, this. Right? What I felt was like yeah. he was going to drag West's body into that body and yeah. make like a super body or something. That's I what don't it know. felt like to me. That's where it felt why, it was going. I like the shot of the hand, like you know, uh, Kane's trying to grab West's hand. He keeps right. slipping away, and then when it cuts to what they're actually doing, like West is just lying on the floor and. Kane's just like right next to him, going like, "Oh no, I can't save you. You're gonna be swallowed." Like you're right there, dude. All you gotta do is <laughs> I missed yeah, that just, one. You gotta the help end, him out, dude. I do feel like the end of this movie, they're like, "How do we wrap right, this a little, up, dude?" Like, but there's so I, much crazy shit right, happening. Yeah, I don't. Right. I think the first well, they really just it ignore it. Yeah, they like, ignore just go it forward because they just go. Is. Just like they go just, in the if elevator, you go forward, nobody will question you. Nobody like, oh yeah, there's. Zombies, right. right. Uh, right. But Meg's hurt, you know. I mean, right. It's one of those things where it's like, right? Because then they go back down to the regular hospital, and everything's kind of fine. Yeah, there's they, some smoke in the like, hallway. Right, there's some smoke and in the hallway, saying, and Meg is hurt. Well, people are saying, other than there's that, fire, there's fire, there's fire, and then they're like, Meg's hurt. Bring her in this room. It's like, isn't there fire? Like, I don't get how everybody's now like, we're in our ER world, you're in the hospitals on fire world out there, we're let's deal with this, especially in, like at first I was like, I wouldn't mind as much, but when they can't resuscitate Meg, that's when the head nurse has to do that whole like I told you Dan it's like, what's time what's yeah. with the fucking emotional beat there's a fucking fire in this hospital then they all just kind of walk out let's Get out of the fire. Guess what, you guys want to get lunch? It almost lunch. seems like it's forced because, like, it is so deliberate that, like, yeah, okay, we get it in the beginning. He couldn't do it, and now, it's, <laughs> and now we can't do it again. Yeah. I do but love way that. Too much. Because uh, that's one of those endings where you know, like, oh, fuck, it's going to start all over well, again. Oh, yeah. Love it's it. like the pet cemetery. Oh, now, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. You, 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 got, you got to. You love the you chick. Got you, got, you got to take her. Return of the Living Dead. Uh, well, the fire should put out the, or the, the rain should put out the fires, you know, blow. I mean, you just yeah. know, like, oh shit, here we go again. You're like, you're so used to like how it, like, eh, we did something fucked up. Oh, we kind of, oh, we fucked it up more. And we kind of, no, we fucked it up more. We fixed it. We fucked it. Yeah, yeah. fucking genius. Well, yeah. If reanimator was fo- uh, more on reanimator. No. Well, reanimator was followed by they actually did go for a sequel called right. Bride of Reanimator, which had Dean Kane. Dean Kane. Wow, not Dean Kane. English, English Dan, is good. Dan Kane and the actor Bruce. I want to call Abbott. Dean Kane too. Dan <laughs> so Kane. Bruce Abbott was in it, and Jeffrey Combs, and I want to say David Gale. What is the story? Was like somehow why is because it is starts Jeffrey off with, like, out of the house on Haunted Hill. Uh, Dr. Hill's head comes flying in out of the black screen. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, at the very beginning of Yeah, I remember oh, that. The only thing I remember about Bride of the Reanimator is it starts with them being like missionary doctors, like yeah. in some foreign place, like maybe South America, almost like the Hulk, right? You know how the Hulk went to right. get away? Yeah, they well, they right. figured, oh, we can figure, we can keep doing our reanimating uh, studies if we join right. these like. Doctors Without Borders. Like, yeah, do- exactly. Doctors Without Borders. And really Dan's- Without Borders. But he's, got, he's got a mullet in that one, I remember. But Dan's like more in charge in that one, isn't he? 
I remember kind of liking, uh, I mean, they're all, I mean, pretty lackluster compared to this one. And that was directed uh, by Brian Yuzna, I want to say, the was producer it? on this one, I think so. Who did, who directed Beyond Reanimator? That's when uh, that's Herbert Yuzna West is in also. prison yeah. for all his studies. And that's then, of course, Jeffrey he Combs? gets, yeah. Huh? And yeah, of course how many years was later was that? It was a pretty, it, it was a good 10, 15 years after yeah. Bride of Reanimator. Because Bride was like within two, three years, Yeah, right? it was pretty but, quick. Beyond Reanimator was like years and later. That was just straight to video. Do you remember a, during the presidency of George W. Bush? I remember hearing the rumor that uh, Stuart Gordon was trying to get like another reanimator off the ground and it was going to take place in the White House where they had to. I can't remember if they the were. President? What? Yeah, it was yeah. Like, and, and George Romero just talking about. It was going to be like, uh, William H. Macy was supposed <laughs> to be in it. I think it was William H. Macy. I would Macy. see that movie. Yeah, and they talked about it for like a couple of years, but you know, I mean. Gordon's talked about shit before that. It's never sure. actually well because he talks it. about well he talked about Dagon for years and then when he I think he kind of yeah. like he talks about something for so long but tries to do it so cheap that when he finally does it it's not fucking worth it because it's like well dude you cheaped out I mean of course you cheaped out but come on damn it you can't these ideas are pretty big <laughs> and then he like involved well did he did he do Lurking Fear the Unnameable because I mean he didn't do the, these yeah, guys have always done. These uh, HP Lovecraft, full yeah, but I don't think I could be wrong. I don't think Lurking Fear is his, but it might be. But I know he did. He did From Beyond, which that one's not or- horrible because that's like it's uh, Jeffrey Combs, Barbara Crampton, and I mean they're well, and once again it's a story that like the HP Lovecraft story of From Beyond is literally five pages, and that happens in the first like minute of From Beyond. Then the rest is like. Kind Stuart of a, Gordon, what yeah. happens after that made up by Stuart Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> that one I don't like so much. Well, he also directed uh, an episode of Ma- uh, Masters of Horror, which was H.P. Lovecraft's Dreams in the Witch House. Really? So it was like an hour. And, he, and then he did Dagon. And I want to say, which is the Shadow, of the Innsmouth, Shadow Over Innsmouth. So that's like his H.P. Lovecraft stuff, but... Outside of that, he directed Space Truckers. Anyone? Dennis I like Stopper? that movie. Space uh, Truckers. That's, I, I like that movie. That yeah. Movie. I remember Fortress. that Fortress. Anyone? I, Christopher Lambert. I've seen the cover of that movie. <laughs> I didn't know. No? I'll go back to Space Truckers. About. I'm like, what else is Stuart Gordon? He wrote Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Space really? Oh, yeah. Really? Genius. Yeah. Hey, Russell. But I don't think he <laughs> got a chance to direct it or whatever the hell happened. But. And he did a thing with that was called Stuck a couple of years ago that I saw about, like, it was based on a real-life story. It was pretty good. It had uh, Mina Suvari and uh, uh, who's the guy from The Crying Game? Oh, man. Tim Robbins? No. Oh, no, that's not Crying Game. Yeah. It's like Stephen, Stephen, it's not Stephen Fry. God, what's his name? Anyway, he was in Interview with the Vampire. Anyway, it's about this uh, guy who, or a girl who runs into this homeless dude and he gets stuck in her windshield and then she doesn't know what to do about it, so she just drives home and parks in the garage. Guy's alive. What? Stuck in the- oh. yeah. <laughs> it was it's a stuck. true story. It's called Stuck. Oh, I like it. Weird. He did a movie called King of the Ants with George Went. I didn't see it, but it was like, what the fuck? And it's something where William H. Macy was a very angry man. I don't remember the title of it. Wow. Oh, so like Stuart Gordon. So, Colin, earlier you said that uh, it was the best of the H. Or you know, one of the better of the H.P. Lovecraft uh, adaptations. So, are you saying that, like, besides the ones we just talked about, that he did 
Are there like what would be some other ones? Yeah, what's other ones? That, are there any other well, more? Well, my favorite is, uh, and Travis probably has a bunch too that you've seen, but my favorite is one called "The Call of Cthulhu," which is only forty-five minutes long, and it was oh, made by the H.P. Lovecraft this, Historical Society. Yeah, they went back and did it in Mythoscope. It's yeah. really cheap. <laughs> oh, it's really so cheap. cheap. I mean, it's we these guys it right who are now. yeah, they're just fans, and they made this thing. They it was like stop paper. motion. <laughs> Wonderful, yeah. but it captures it looks- the feel that I've always wanted from an H.P. Lovecraft story. <laughs> it looks like a silent <clears throat> film. It looks like yeah. Nosferatu yeah. or whatever. And because um, it's from the, tw- it's like they shot it like it was, like it was shot in the 20s when okay. Lovecraft was writing. Yeah. And its narrative structure is directly <laughs> out off the book. So it's not very, the, the problem with Lovecraft stuff is it's always like letters that are talking about the letters that they found from some other narrator who was writing about something that he found out, you know, so it's like, how the fuck do you put that into a linear storyline? Yeah. That's why I think... So how writers like Bram Stoker or Mary Shelley did it without confusing everybody. Well, they... (laughs) This guy. Yeah, but (laughs) primarily, like, I mean, uh, both of those have, like, an overarching narrative that's broken up into different points of view. But his is like, well, cause, this guy is telling you the story because I, w- I almost went mad. No, you know, he's telling you about the story of the guy who almost went mad because that guy like read something else. So you're like three narrators deep in, you know, a lot of his stories or something. You know, it's like there's hearsay that came from here, blah, blah, blah. And it's not like a good, you know, three act movie structure aside from Shadow Out of Innsmouth, which I think, you know, there's the setup. And then there's the action. Then the guy's running from the fish people, you know, for like the second yeah. half of the story. Fish people. Or uh, uh, At the Mountains of Madness, where it's like, we're going to Antarctica on an expedition, and then like the crazy shit starts happening to us. More so fish those people? ones are kind of, no, it's the people who made the fish people. Okay. Uh, the old ones. It's all connected. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, it's all, the connected. Deep it's all connected. Ones. Lovecraft That's is one of the only authors, one of the only people maybe, whose name has been made into an adjective Lovecraftian. Lovecraft. Lovecraft. That's how you know horror. Usually just followed by horror. So. <laughs> no. Yeah. No one's ever like, that's a Lovecraftian tea set. That's a Lovecraftian. Uh... Yeah, his shadow looms large. Especially <laughs> over, like, say? right yeah. now, the guy is probably more popular than, like, he ever has been. Well, but that's because he's public game, domain yeah. and everybody can, like, make money off of his fucking concepts. It's right. kind of sad, really, well, Yeah, actually. you can just take his concept and then... Because somehow other people have been able to... Like, other writers from his era have been able to at least keep their ideas in some sort of a family trust where they still have to be licensed. And But right. Lovecraft is... I don't think he had kids. Maybe not, yeah, maybe. But, well, I don't think Robert E. Howard did either. Conan? And Robert E. Howard, But his family, well, they they didn't, I mean, they all, Lovecraft, Robert E. Howard. Clark Ashton Clark Ashton Smith. Is there a fourth one? There might be. I can't remember. But they had, like, a shared universe. You can read Conan, and Lovecraft's monsters are in Conan. Uh, and Conan still reacts with that frightened, like, it still talks about, like, the fear instilled in him and, like, yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah, he loaned his cosmology out, huh. you know, well, but they to, have, like these writers who would write hit fans. Well, because they have a world. Like, yeah. Conan doesn't take place in the world of Hyboria. It's Earth in the Hyborian age. So if the Great Ones fell to Earth trillions of fucking years ago, that's why all these writers are able to, like, look at the different times that 
people come across these ancient ones or whatever. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> My yeah. favorite is In the Mouth of Madness, even though it's not an adaptation of any Lovecraft, but to me it's the only movie that captures the idea of once you read something, an idea can drive you insane. Like, is it is it the actual monster that's driving you insane or is it the idea that you're so weak minded and so like easily suggestible that you went insane by the concepts and that's like to me I mean period that's the idea that like theology could like drive you fucking crazy thinking about like just I don't know what eternity is that whole when you stare into the abyss the abyss Mm -hmm. gazes back at you that idea right yeah at the mount at the mount uh, in the mouth of madness you're right it does kind of capture that but you know what I just thought of another one. The Resurrected. You ever seen that? The Dan O'Bannon movie with uh, Chris Sarandon? That kind of captures the... Resurrected? Yeah, it's like Lost. I mean, like, the movie's kind of gone on to... Yeah. Oh, I gotta track that down then. You have to see that. Because it's an adaptation of the strange case of Charles Dexter Ward. Maybe if I saw the cover... I think if I saw the cover, wasn't the unnameable H.P. Lovecraft? That was that it's movie based, based on? Based on a story. Yeah. What story was that based on? The unnameable. Was it? I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. was it of the same title? Yeah. And Barbara Crampton went on to be. Oh, you're next. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> if it next? hasn't been started, the She's Barbara the Crampton Appreciation Club, as you so name <laughs> uh, we start that now. Yeah, there you go. Thank More you. Barbara Crampton. More Barbara movies. Crampton, please. She's in a movie right now as we record this called "We Are Still Here." I think a ghost story. Okay. All right, so wrap-ups for Reanimator. Brent, you're in the hot sh- seat tonight. You're in the hot shit. No hot shit. What? No mailbag. Oh, shit. Oh, we had mailbag. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mailbag. Oh, my Igor. God. What Where? What have you been doing? Masters. Masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising. Rising. <laughs> Thanks, Igor. Slacker. Uh... All right, so we do have mailbag uh, tonight. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. Drop us a line about whatever the movie is that we're watching that week or uh, let us know how we're doing. We'll probably read it on air. Like this, Nick Hammond, frequent Freak Show collaborator, says, Took you guys long enough to get to this movie, one of my childhood favorite movies. This was one of my first endeavors into horror movies as a kid and remember watching this movie on an old recorded VHS tape. By far my favorite of the H.P. Lovecraft films based on his writings. It had everything a kid could want, blood, gore, and boobs. The movie has started to look pretty dated and I do believe that this movie is due for a new generation remake. Oh, and that's where we lost you, Nick. Sorry, we'll see you next week. Hello, hello. No, we lost him. He also <laughs> recommends the uh, Jeffrey Combs movie, Would You Rather, which is recent. Dom Cree writes to us and says, I remember this movie for legitimately creeping me out, and it still does. No rating, though. Sorry, guys. I prefer to get my reanimated corpse kicks from Frankenhooker. Oh, uh, shit. Wow. Uh, he has a question. Where does Reanimator sit in the top ten horror movies of all time, or does it fail to make the cut? To him, he remembers it as a quintessential 80s horror movie, and it would definitely have to go up there. Then he thanks us for doing Kung Fu Fury. You're welcome. Ranking Reanimator. Top ten? I don't know about top ten horror <clears throat> movies, but no. this is definitely, when it comes in my mind, when it comes to 
What is a classic zombie movie? It definitely goes Nine Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead, Reanimate. I mean, Reanimator is just like, it's not what you can consider a zombie movie, but uh, you reanimate bodies. I call that a and zombie. And then you control it. Is That's, it's kind of what makes it special, is that it's not about zombies, but it has it's zombies. Got zombies. It's got zombies. Yeah, yeah it's almost yeah. like, it is almost like one of those old Bella Lugosi white zombie. You know, it's an old style zombie movie, especially with the whole. Haitian fucking like z- people, dead bodies you control. Well, it reminds me of Fulci's The Beyond in the way that like it's a zombie movie only in like in the last right yeah, know, yeah twenty yeah. minutes yeah you know? yeah <clears throat> the first first hour is screeching spiders. I mean the the <laughs> concepts there throughout I think, but sure you don't get the full on zombie movie till yeah the last right fifteen minutes. I don't know that I'd place this in the top ten horror movies of all time, but I no, think maybe. Not at all. If I was looking at movies, top sure. ten horror movies from the eighties, yeah, I have to go back and do my math, but it's got to be in there. I mean, you've got Fright Night, you've got American Werewolf in London, you've got Hellraiser, you've got—I mean, I don't know if I'd count any of the We're Friday Thirteenth movies. Or Return, <laughs> Return of the Living Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead be in my top ten? Really? Maybe of the eighties, I'm not it sure. Depends. I mean, I, 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 I gotta se- I separate monster movies from horror movies. Horror like, movies have so much you have to be yeah. specific it's like about. Slasher, like you can't just monster, like, oh, ghost. We'll take them all and make a top ten. You can't yeah. do that. You gotta break them down by what. Yeah, because we have to go like, like what the shining, Psycho, Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. I mean, those are my first two, right? Psycho, yeah. Texas Chainsaw, yeah, The Exorcist, Halloween, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Elm Street. I love Child's Play so much just because I mean, that might be in there. They that might squeak into the top ten. You. That was that was in eighty uh, six. Oh, it was. Well, eighty seven. Child's Play eighty eight. Yeah, yeah so that's yeah. probably in there. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would think it's it probably would make there. the top ten. Maybe it would. Of, um, horror movies from the eighties. From the eighties. I have to go back and look at the list. Yeah, right. The master list. Somebody who made a list. So they'd be like, shit. That's right. The Japanese were doing this, and the French were. That was all in the nineties. Yeah, American yeah. horror movies. I, I still think '85 was a goddamn banner year. Banner year. Yeah, Back to the Future. Yep. <laughs> Back yeah. to the Future yeah. and Reanimator. Part Thirteenth, Part Five. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, Part Two. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Poor Michael Myers is sitting this whole thing out. Leatherface, he hadn't been seen in like a decade, oh, wow. eleven really? years. He was out of yeah, because Texas Two was '86. Yeah, really. Yes. Where was Halloween 2 at? Halloween 2 was like one. Three years later? Yeah. That was 81? 81. 81. Oh. So the third, when did the third one come out? 83. Oh, shit. So they're all in the 80s. Yeah. Right, but we're not going to talk <laughs> about Halloween 3. Yeah. That's, well, not gonna make any, that's not going to make any list. Yeah. yeah. Though I've seen... Oh, this has nothing to do with anything. I've seen recently <laughs> that movie is making a resurgence. People are giving it more credit than uh, I think it than I yeah. think it deserves. Halloween Three. Oh yeah, that's no, I went back. Yeah, 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 I did. Yeah, I watched it for the first time. I'm just like I like elements of it's it, but that movie is bad. People it's, like to like stuff no one else likes. It makes they, them feel yeah. special. Yeah, they do. I'm just like yeah, and to tell other people that you're like you guys are fucking What's the insane. Nobody. It's like yeah. no, that's a no. Bad it's bad. Movie. I was I, I was like I remember I hating we this movie, this right but now. maybe it's actually decent. I tried to dismiss it, but I had to yeah, say something. I wish we could. Uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. Yeah, wrap it up. before we talk about more Halloween fucking sequels. Jeez. Uh, and Dom, I mean, I don't know. These guys are more the horror horror aficionados. The hoary guys of the group. Uh, <laughs> but, like, the Horish. reanimator, ha- having it been the first time I've seen it, was this night, tonight. 
Um, it's not going to make any top ten lists for me, but I think that uh, I think that it was. It's I think it's something special. I'll say that. Um, watching it tonight, it's it starts out. It's 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 it is a comedy. It's definitely a comedy, but it's creepy enough, and it's science fictiony enough, and it's enough of a zombie horror type film. I mean, for a low budget movie. Uh, like I said earlier, it's, it's, to me it feels like it's trauma esque, and um, to get, I think it's like if it were a trauma film, it would be the best trauma film. It would be number one on the list. So I, I don't know. I mean, and Travis, I do like certain trauma films, but I think that uh, I think it's cartoonish at times. I think it's. I think it spins its wheels towards the end, um, but I also think that there's enough gore and creative scenes, moments. I guess the the shit with the cat is great. I mean, even the, like when he when the cat's in the fridge and like there he uh, when uh, Jeffrey Combs Herbert comes up with that story about oh it was dead when I found it. Did you want me to leave it in the garbage? Because like he says that you know. Would you like the, me to leave a note? Dead yeah. cat. Details later. <laughs> Details later. I like. I bought that's it. Funny. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's what that's you would do. <laughs> it, it knocked the trash over, and its head got stuck in a jar, and it suffocated. Yeah. <laughs> like that's put wonderful. It, put it in the mini fridge uh, next to the beer. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like I mean, I I do love that actor too. Uh, I'm more familiar with him from the Frighteners, but I mean Jeffrey Combs is that's unfortunate, brilliant. And well, uh, we've we've had that conversation, yeah. but Jeffrey Combs in the Frighteners is yes. brilliant, Indeed. and it's it's a similar character in this, and I I like it. Um, the acting overall, I think, is good. I think that these characters. Are I mean they're playing it over the top, but that's what this movie requires. I mean we're dealing with like like this movie is out there, right? I mean even by today's standards, I think it's it's a pretty out there story, um, which I like. I you know I'm not knocking it for that, but overall I would say that uh, you should definitely check out Reanimator. Um, it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen. It's not the worst, um, but I had a lot of fun watching it tonight, and I think that it's it's definitely a good party movie. You know, you can put this on and at any time. You don't even have to have sound on. Like, you can just watch the gore happen and the color. It, it, and the yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's 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 pretty cool, and I, I really like the camera tricks when the severed head when. Uh, Dr. Yeah, the Hill. old school. Yeah, just show yeah. the head. Like, just show the head. Cut it off at the edge of the frame and then have somebody else's hands holding the head. Right. You only <laughs> so show you the can. fake head from behind and then when you yeah. got him, then you show it from the front. But they the did have head. a good fake head. I mean, it was pretty accurate. Pretty but pretty like, hair. you know, a lot of like, like hole in the table and like stick mm. his head up through it and that, that sort of thing. So I appreciate that stuff. The effects are top notch for what they had to work with. And yeah, watch it if you haven't seen it. Check it out. Oh, uh, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I mean, this movie is a fuck, uh, just a hundred percent like fun, and uh, it just goes. I mean, right from the get go, it has your attention by watching a dude's eyes blow out of his sockets, and you're just like, Jesus Christ! And uh, you got that nice camera turn where he turns the camera and says, "I gave him life." 
And uh, I think that's why this movie is so great is because the char- just the character of Herbert West. Like, if that's not on the fucking page, it's from Jeffrey Combs. Mm. It's like that guy, he just made a character. I mean, I'm fascinated with the character. These guys were kind of commenting about, like, I like to make his faces just because there's just something about, like, I can see what that actor is, like, thinking of, even though he's saying something else. Like, you can just tell what Herbert West is doing. You can tell... Whether he's uh, crazy or whether he's being, uh, you know, whatever, obnoxious or really snide. The guy, he's snide, right? He's so fucking, I mean, he's such a socially inept dude that he can't even meet, like, a doctor without fucking, like, ripping him apart, you know, even though he's supposed to be, like, learning from him or anything, you know. He just can't be a normal guy. He's... uh his experiments and what he's trying to do is just more important than anything. Even his own safety, the safety of those around him. I mean, that's why it's like this guy is what I call is what I think of when it comes to scientists, right? Someone that just wants to prove that he can do it, no matter what the consequences, no matter what. I mean, this is why we have nuclear bombs and like all the great shit that we have in this world. It's because some scientists just need to prove they could fucking do something regardless of anybody's health or safety or, you know, it's fucking mad. It's crazy. Uh, I like, uh, I like, uh, pretty much all the acting in this, especially the Dean, the, the Dean in this, where he's a pretty normal, kind of a boring character for the first few scenes you see him. He just has like a eh, normal dialogue about his daughter, but, but as soon as he turns to a fucking zombie, the guy just becomes this weird character. He just becomes this really weird fucking, almost like a homeless man. You know? Or, I mean, the faces he makes, like, Jesus, this is like a 100% different dude. It's like, that's fucking acting, you know? I mean, I just can't imagine what that guy would be like in real life, you know, somehow. Because, like, well, he's probably not this super stiff Puritan guy. And I'm sure he's not this fucking wild-haired, like, wide-eyed fucking just madman just, like, screaming to himself in a in a padded room. But that guy's performance just really captures my imagination. Um, and just any movie, uh, like I was saying earlier, where you think you're out of the water and the just the weakness of the character keeps bringing you back in. I mean, that's what I love. That's like almost the human condition, right? Like, we could always pull ourselves out of anything, but God damn it, you know, we just have our own uh, agendas, regardless of how... Uh, uh, focused or how uh, selfish they are. So yeah, man. Yeah, dude. I love this movie. <laughs> um, I really like this movie too. I think the what sells it for me the most are uh, the effects, the gore effects. I like good gore. Um, this does it really well. Um, Jeffrey Combs is fantastic. Like just, and I I don't know why, but just. Seeing his range, because he is, and I mostly know him as a as a crazy character. Like he's usually out there when I see him acting. There, I love that in this, but I also love, and I keep coming back to this. I don't know why. There's just that one scene after they've been attacked by the cat, where they're just sitting there explaining the science to each other, and he almost, you know, how you see um, actors who just kind of play normal characters, but then they have this one where they play uh, really just out there characters. And you're like, wow, I didn't know they could do that. Seeing Jeffrey Combs come back down and just play kind of, he plays a med student just talking science for a second. And to me, it, like that stands out really well. The fact that he can do all of that. Fantastic. 
Uh, love it. There's a lot of good moments in this movie as well. Like we said, I love when all the bodies get up and all you know all the zombies start coming out. Um, really good movie. Really entertaining. I liked it. I give it uh, uh, out of five um, half destroyed reanimated cats. I give it four half destroyed reanimated cats. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think it is <clears throat> certainly a classic of the horror genre. One of the, I guess, I don't know how modern we'd say, modern era is like anything post like 1960s, post psycho maybe. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely up there as like required viewing. I think it's so bonkers and bug nuts crazy that it, okay. and just, you know, plunging like just straight ahead, you know, with that momentum that it's got where it seems like it knows exactly where it's going. I mean, that's, I guess, what kind of, sells me on the idea that uh, the movie, it's sure-footed. It's like it, it's aware of what it wants to do and how mm-hmm. it's going to do it. And, you know, this is what, how, you know, what we're going to – it's got a guy walking around carrying his own <laughs> severed head. Which is like one of the most iconic images. I mean, just that I right. – Yeah. Right so, well, I mean, I know that I've seen that gag done before. Sure. But, like, this is the one – you know, it's those moments where you know that you've hit – the like defining cinematic moment is when you can't think of the one that did it before this. I know they did it in the seventies and they did it on fucking TV when I was growing up. Mm. You know, I mean, that was how you did it. You had the guy sticking his head through like another, or you had the, uh, the fake giant shoulders. Yeah. You know, um, neck yeah, on the, yeah, the, the shoulders. Yeah. You know, it's like, I remember seeing that before. Now I'm blanking on what, but it's like, after you've seen reanimator, it's like, Okay, that's the the movie with the guy with the severed head that he's carrying around. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And that, I think, like, elevates it somehow into its strangeness. And it's kind of, it's but it's fun. And everybody mm. keeps talking about, like, in the 80s, horror movies were fun. I mean, when you look at, like, all the movies that I mentioned that came out that year, Fright Night, Return of the Living Dead, uh, you know, uh, Reanimator, Maybe not Day of the Dead, but I mean, they were, you know, they were movies that, you know, you were energized when you saw mm-hmm. them, you know, and I think that's, you know, the parents were all like, you know, it's like you're watching these horror movies, blah, 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 but they were exciting in a way that wasn't, you know, about the uh, the death, destruction and mayhem, you know, the bloody guts and carnage, although I think there's something that too in the wall to wall nudity and, you know, Barbara Crampton <laughs> boobs like in close up a lot. Uh, you know, yeah, help sure Stuart Gore is just like, <laughs> but I think that there's like a, uh, there's like this kind of, I mean, it feels like almost like some kind of hippie commune of filmmakers, just kind of like intoxicated on the idea of creating something, you know, that's like fun. And they're all just kind of getting together and doing this thing for what's low money and little resources, apparently. Uh, that it just kind of, you get swept away on that. And that's why I think what makes it, you know, you can feel the excitement somehow through the screen, you know, when you're watching it. Because it is like a three-set three movie. You got his apartment, the basement, and the morgue. Yeah, and the hallway. Oh, in the hallway. (laughs) Yeah, but that's like... Well, yeah, they just boop, 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 boop. They just go keep going back to those three places. They really don't go anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for the reanimator stage play. That'd be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it feels like I'm pretty sure there is like a yeah, musical. Yeah. Somebody's done. It's gotta be uh, the Reanimator, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I wanted to watch it tonight because uh, for some reason, whenever we, when I was saying we, you know, the guys sitting here at the table with me, but 
We always you know, watch it together. Horror film fans, whenever they talk about, you know, uh, horror movies, especially like, you know, the younger generation coming up, it's like, keep going back to like, your Halloweens and your Texas Chainsaws and hell, they know about movies less or that were originally more obscure than this. I mean, The Hills Have Eyes got a remake. I would say that, you know, Hills Have Eyes is a more obscure movie than Reanimator. But somehow by getting a remake, people know The Hills Have Eyes. And Reanimator and Hellraiser are like the two that I'm like, man, when I was younger, those were, you know, fucking intense, hardcore horror movies. I mean, the gory is all hell and, you know, and now it's like nobody, you know, seems to know them as well. Like the guys who saw them originally, you know, still cherish the memory of these movies, but I think we need to bring them back. Not remake them. Not remake them. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm going to say, you got to introduce your kids to the fucking reanimator. Or kids out there. Yeah, can I borrow this? I'm going to show it to my kid tomorrow. (laughs) There you go. Spread the word, reanimator. Where are the comics? The reanimator comics. Actually, uh, uh, a uh, four-issue miniseries actually just wrapped up this month called Tales of the Reanimator. Holy shit. Yep, so go check out your local comic book store. It's coming back. Yeah, Dynamite Comics has actually done a few stories, um, a few which were illustrated extremely well. Uh, not, I'm not sure how the writing is. But <laughs> well, does like McFarlane or NECA do the Reanimator toy line? No, there's no Reanimator toy what line. What the hell? No. This is what I'm saying. Because no, <laughs> well, it would be Jeffrey Combs. No, you'd have fucking Doctor Hill in the well, fucking removable head. Well, that guy can't sign head. off his uh, likeness rights. True. Yeah, that's true. Growing up, I always heard about Reanimator and Scanners. They were the two. Right? That, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I, I never saw either of them, obviously, but I, well, tonight was the first time for Reanimator, but yeah, they were like, <laughs> that was like the lore, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah. I've always heard of Reanimator for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As like an extreme movie or as, just as like a cult favorite. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You know, Indeed. Like the, like the Scanners, the, the head blowing up was the right, yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Which is the only good part of it. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen that either. Yeah. So that's uh, Reanimator on Saturday Night Freak Show. And next week would be Jenny's pick. Which apparently is Return to Oz. <laughs> Don't quote us on that. <coughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you going to make and, it to next week? Yeah, and that's uh, next week. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark. And it's dark.